0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening. It's been nine months since the last podcast that we've done. Hopefully, uh, ready to get going again here. Um, I just thought I'd use this time to kind of practice and uh, share just what's been going on the last nine months with the world. Um, I haven't done any planning or preparing, uh, just trying to... uh, You know, just try to see how this goes and see if I can share a lot of uh, really good information with you. Uh, Rick, our main co-host is uh, going to be heavily involved with our project. Uh, I just wanted to do this alone just because I was available and we'll just kind of see how it goes. Maybe I'll even feel better after uh, venting, sharing, dumping, whatever this is called. So I'm not dumping, not trying to, uh, not trying to make anybody upset. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is very scary and, uh, you know, I happen to be very codependent. I don't want to make people upset. I, I just want everybody to like me, I guess, but, um, you know, I, I wonder if I would look back on, on not sharing this knowledge that I've acquired over the last, you know, months and years and, you know, have a lot of people that, uh, Maybe had bad health consequences as a result of me not sharing things. And maybe, you know, they say that, oh, if you touched one person or 10 people, that sounds amazing to me. But I, you know, was really hoping to do in the millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions and a billion. And that's maybe how crazy I am that you have all these different platforms out there who are doing just incredible podcasts and, I am so in awe and humbled by how smart people are. I truly, you know, I really don't, I mean, I kind of, but I don't feel that I am on the level of these podcasters and their guests. They're so smart. It's just incredible to me, but I'll try my best. um, And hopefully just people might be able to listen. Um, You know, obviously I'm real concerned with privacy and you know, protecting my way of life so far. And, you know, just a lot of these conversations and topics are very heavy. And I mean, I basically think that this podcast is the heaviest of any of them. And I had imagined that it would be, you know, tremendously more popular than somebody like Joe Rogan. Um, Maybe that's just totally delusional. But I had been told that you know, if you had a few hundred, if you had a few thousand followers, ten thousand, a hundred thousand would be like the max, like a massive success for these type of topics. You know, these, you know, they call them conspiracy theories, which I believe was a term coined by the CIA in the 70s. And that's certainly, I don't know if I am that or not, but that's not what I I don't think that's what I am. I think I'm a critical thinker. And I think that I'm trying to get to the truth. Um, I've I've definitely been called very inquisitive and and always asking questions. And maybe that's just the way that, uh, you know, I haven't had to deal with my own issues is by asking other people questions, getting them to talk. I did grow up with mostly older people around me. So that, uh, you know, may have led to, I don't know, but just thank you for hopefully listening to this and if you don't listen to it or if you've already turned it off then that's okay like totally okay like there's so much content out there <laughs> videos podcasts radio tv shows i mean i get it so if you haven't uh, you know turned me off already or you're still listening or maybe you j- just that's super cool and incredibly uh, humbled and Uh, It's just amazing that uh, I'm allowed to have a platform like this. So again, I have a co-host. I have other hosts that uh, will be joining me. Uh, Please forgive me for saying I and me all the time. This will get very interesting. So if you've gotten through this part already, then just consider it practice since I haven't been on the air in nine months. So I don't know what we're going to talk about. uh, Conspiracies. I have a lot of them. Um, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, I ask questions. I have about 10,000 books. Um, maybe more. Obviously I can't read all those. (laughs) Don't ask me how many I've read, but I will try to be honest always to everybody always. So, um, The conspiracies, if that's what you want to call them, they range all over the place. Um, Where would I possibly begin on conspiracies? I mean, basically, it's something along the lines of we are lied to. Maybe about everything. Um, I mean, I don't I, I don't want to turn off everybody and everybody just stops listening right there. But I'm sure a lot of people will stop listening right there because so many people if that's 80% or whatever the number and I'm hoping to change this but just believe what they're told 80% 70% forgive me if that's wrong correct me if that's wrong but believe the narrative that is told to them by the press by the the newspapers the the nightly news fox cnn everything and so I don't want to be political on this thing because why on earth in unraveling the secrets, why would I want to have half of the audience turn away? Why would I want that? I don't want that. I look around some of the social media platforms and learn a tremendous amount. There are so many people doing incredible research on megaliths, on ancient history, on, Um, you name it ancient india sumeria um turkey the garden of Eden, the bible lands america america being very possibly the old world the original um old world um, not the new world certainly that's what some winnebago's have told me and um you know, bajig the word that the Ojibwas say that we are all one, we are all connected. That uh, you know, their history goes back you know tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of years. So anyway, this is just all in my head. I love writing notes. Usually, I write down everything that people say, and doesn't mean I read it again. But just I don't know. I, I'm trying to preserve this ancient history. What was going on in the past? So. I look around these social media platforms, let's call it Twitter, for example, and just people sharing a lot of political stuff that doesn't matter to me. Like, so they get so obsessed, a lot of people with the politics, and obviously that seems to be planned. Um, you know, I had heard that, you know, these forces, these, these groups that pull the strings above the politicians that You know, all this stuff is planned and planned several moves in advance. It's not the stuff they're doing right now. It's it's, you know, what is planned multiple steps ahead. And so, you know, the I look at a lot of the talking politics and, you know, oh, my God, you're a Republican. Oh, my God, you're a Democrat. I look at that as like, that's what they want. They want us angry. It's crystal clear they want us divided unless that was just the byproduct of what has happened. No way. I watched it start to happen with, uh, I used to be a big news person uh, addicted to it. Um, That would have been George Bush getting uh, into the office of the presidency, the second Bush Jr. And boy, did they bash. <laughs> I'll never forget it. The media called him stupid and dumb and goofy. And it was like CNN, right? And MSNBC and the other ones. And then Fox probably wouldn't do that or whatever as much or whatever. But it was how dumb is George Bush? Then it went to Obama and the CNNs, how great he was, how incredible he was. Hope, change definitely Fox News was, you know, against Obama and some racist stuff and and racist people, of course, like, you know, um, I think as a people, we tend to collect towards groups and, you know, us versus them. And, you know, maybe that's how, I don't know if that's all white people against African Americans or blacks, forgive me if that's the wrong word, but I don't know, but it may go to some primitive primal ways that we operate in these bands of hunter gatherers. And, you know, when we saw these Sasquatches, these Bigfoots, these uh, Gigantopithecuses, the Den- Denisovians, Denisovians uh, with the molars that are just massive compared to ours, that there were all these different races and beans and it seems like the, the giants in the Bible that they were eating humans, that they were a danger to humans and they would snatch people away and eat them. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where, you know, Greece, Rome, you know, back in the day, which had museums with giant bones and, and relics. And, you know, it was understood that these giant beings were living, um, At the same time that they had hidden in caves. Uh, You know, that's where you would hide if you were them. You'd hide in caves, you'd hide underground. um, And that's where some of them still are. Uh, It seems like some of them still are existing up in the Lake Superior, you know, Canada border up that way, Um, whether that's islands, whether that's, you know, uh, caves underground, but that's where you would go. So, anyway, forgive me on the tangent. I just don't want to be political. I don't want half the audience to turn away. I want to share the trying to figure out what the truths are with this world. And that's the goal with this podcast. Try to figure out what is going on. (laughs) What is going on in this world? And I'm so lucky that I'm able to have a platform that maybe somebody listens to. Maybe 10 million people listen to. Maybe a billion people listen to. Um, but what is actually going on in this world? Why are we here? Just learn the phrase "the normalcy bias." And that is something that people seem to do. I, I will research it further and talk about it more at length with Rick and other people and but just that this is somehow normal, what's going on. <laughs> and that's very funny. And so what I heard is, you know whether it's a matrix, whether it's, you know, jesus whether it's you know whatever but what is actually going on is my goal in this podcast and that's fabulous that is so cool that there is a way to actually try to figure that out and share it with people and people back in the day couldn't share that they just either have it in their head or goes on a news story. certainly you can't talk about these topics on the mainstream i mean watching the nightly news which don't ask me why but sometimes it's watched um, they don't talk about ancient history. They don't talk about ancient mysteries. They have a, usually a semi-good story at the end of the 30-minute segment. It's either makes you kind of want to cry. Or, but I mean, do they talk about Sudan, you know, being, I'm sorry, not Sudan. Uh, do they talk about the Yemen? Yemen being bombed by the Israelis with Americans' help? No, they don't. Uh, do they talk about Israel? You know, bombing. I'm, you know, bombing Palestine, or you know, there's certain things they don't talk about. Certainly, anything anti-Jewish. You know, they don't talk about. It seems, which is okay. They're the bosses. They can do whatever they want. But there's a clear agenda, and so you have this. You have the events that have happened in time you then have a narrative. And that narrative is what they control. And they pay people, hosts, and people that write at these magazines to, to follow that narrative. And it doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic. I mean, that phrase in itself was coined just, I think, ridiculously. It doesn't mean anti-Semites. It's, it, it's I'm asking questions. And so, James Forrestal, who's a guy that, boy, (laughs) um, that's just an interesting guy. Uh, First Secretary of Defense of the United States of America, 1947. um, Started working, uh, Irish, American, very hard worker. uh, Princeton then became a major partner of Dylan Reed, one of the major finance firms. Anyway, he goes to work for FDR, and you know, with the Navy, and becomes Undersecretary, and he's he's just basically regarded as one of the most popular people probably ever by you know the general public of America. He was loved. He was very pro capitalist. He was anti communist, and he felt that the state of Israel that that just wasn't a good idea to put that right in the middle of Palestine which, you know, he said, there's going to be perpetual war until the end of time. If you put, you know, Jerusalem, or if you put, I'm sorry, um, the state of Israel there, put it somewhere else is what, you know, was, was thinking. And so the point in bringing that up is he was suicided or he was killed along with so many other people. We'll talk about all those people. Uh, it's just one of the many topics. Anyway, James Forrestal, just fabulous guy. And he knew early on that, um, you know, there was massive infiltration in the FDR and Truman White Houses with both Zionists and uh, communists. Um, What was the name? David Ayers? Was he, uh, you know, the guy? And please forgive me with mistakes on this podcast. I'll do my very best. And but please forgive me. The only intention and goal is to do your own research, to help me where I'm wrong, and to try to get to the truce of why we're here and what's going on. Now, that's a very, very, very dangerous thing. Um, a lot of people have died. Um, cars, potentially hacked CIA programs that you know go back shared by Project Veritas, you know, again, if this stuff is either for sure all true or not, who knows? I, when I hear things, I tend to believe people, and that certainly has pumped some false information in me, but I believe that, you know, this stuff that I'm saying is true. And so Alex Jones being hit with that $50 million lawsuit, I knew that was a major hit to independent media and to anybody like myself, to anybody that just thinks what they're saying is right. And so everything that I say, should I preface that before and have a little tag that says, not sure if this is true, but here's what I have to say. You can't do that. You think what you're saying is right. And so Alex Jones said that his, he, his intention, his, he wasn't lying. So all over the media, it said Alex Jones lying and he's lying about Sandy Hook. That's not correct it's, it, per my understanding, that he felt what he was saying was true, that he felt that there were these crisis actors. You know, you a- ask Max Eigen, I-G-A-N, Surviving the Matrix podcast, has seemed to have been banned from podcasts, but you can find the Crow House or Max Eigen. Um, you know, he says that there was definitely Sandy Hook truths, that there was that there was, uh, you know, crisis actors, but but anyway, the point is, is that it's scary because what can you say now? I mean, could I get sued for everything I've said because I thought it was right, but it was wrong? It's just crazy. That's like not the first amendment. Um, and so, the First Amendment: Should I be able to talk about whatever I want to talk about? You know, other than maybe say fire in a you know in a theater. Um, that's a conversation for another time. But should I be able to have this podcast? Should I be banned from YouTube, from Google, Facebook, Twitter? Should I be banned? Because what's happened, and I've watched it with the COVID pandemic, if it's a pandemic, I've watched people get banned for saying truths at the time, they get banned. So the narrative continues to be pushed, whatever their narrative is that they want to push, that masks work. Well, Fauci said at the beginning, they don't work. Well, they work. Three days later, it works, whatever. Okay. So I try to publish a comment on Deadline, the Hollywood website, about masks not working, that viruses, theoretically, they think, they believe, get through the N95 mask Because by definition, N95 means 95% of the particles or whatever are blocked. But supposedly what I've been told from my people, from doctors, is that viruses just go right through that N95. It's like a chain link fence it just pops right through you know which they didn't publish my very short simple few comments they just published everything else but that i saw like stuff against all sorts of stuff but not that then all of a sudden a few days ago youtube quietly supposedly here's the story they changed their masks you're allowed to talk about masks not working and that happened quietly out of the blue. They revised their policy that you can talk on our platforms that masks don't work. Well, all the people like Rand Paul and you know, these other people that were questioning, they were, they, were, they were banned. It was like for talking that masks, anyway, it's just crazy. And because all we're trying to do is just get the information out there and let the person decide. And so what is misinformation? misinformation is that the vaccine is safe. I mean, my God, is anybody, how is that still being questioned? Um, I'm very curious if this will be known to everybody in the future or if the narrative will be suppressed, but amazing that that misinformation. I just saw this morning that Biden got rid of that. Finally, the misinformation can't, you know, board the woman, the lady that was in charge of that, you know, whatever. It's like, I was like, oh, okay. But then, you know, the, 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 the student loan debt yesterday, and then today was DACA. So obviously, you know, appealing to the young people who I believe vote Democrat uh, for this upcoming election, obviously, the people around him are telling him what to do. And those seem like smart political decisions. So, Okay, Um, but what is misinformation? Certainly a board can't decide that. Certainly one lady can't decide that. Um, Anyway, we'll talk more about that. The point is, is it's not for you or me to decide what misinformation is. You watch the nightly news or any of the news or any of the websites, CNN or Fox, they're all the same. They're all pumping the narrative and so it's like how could that be how on earth could any of the websites or newspapers how could they be controlled eh, that's crazy that's i'm sure people are just turning off this podcast left and right it's absurd that the cdc would lie to us that they could be misinformed that the new york times you know wouldn't publish certain articles against certain narratives. That's absurd. You're crazy. Turn off this garbage podcast. But that's what's obvious to anybody thinking, watching or reading this stuff. There are topics they don't talk about. They don't want mysteries, ancient mysteries. Um, When they do put them in, it's very they don't want you thinking they don't want you questioning the government the the group in charge that goes back obviously to the thinking of ufo's and aliens if we knew that those groups were out there buzzing around more technologically advanced than ours that you know that we wouldn't look to our government that we we don't need you you're you're so you 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 somehow keep everybody and everything under your control and under your spell. So again, people are like you're telling me the CDC would lie to us, would well, that the you know, DOJ would lie to us that the FBI or CIA is more democrats than republicans, which I never thought but certainly would make sense if their objective is towards a new world order, towards a 2030 reset. Um, then yeah, you'd have more Democrats um, because it's progressive, it's towards the future, it's not conservative, conserve the past. So that was interesting because I would have thought there were more Republicans in the CIA or FBI and learning that last few months, more Democrats. Interesting if that's true, it seems to be. Um, So I'll just take a half second breath to sip my coffee. And so my knowledge goes all over the place. It started with ancient history, ancient America. That is my most passionate topic. That's not, uh, you know, that is so scandalous and controversial in itself. My issue was, do I talk about all the other conspiracies and all the other things. And so, yeah, we'll get to those. I already started with those. I should have started with ancient America, ancient history. That's my passion. That's what I could do a thousand episodes on thousand interviews, thousand people, 2000, 3000, a lot of shared feelings on major book publishers won't publish their books. They've spent 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years investigating, questioning ancient history, ancient America, this entirely different alternative to Columbus first with the Vikings before. Um, The major publishers don't publish their books. Uh, A few of them, Andrew Collins gets published. Uh, Who else comes to mind? Uh, Not too many. Um, Just a few. Zahi Hawass. He's... Again, I've been told that somebody was at a dinner party at his house and he tried to sell them artifacts. Now, could I get sued for $50 million for saying that? I mean, what type of a society, a litigious world are we living in if that was actually the case? And so is that gonna shut me down when they threaten and say, you don't not talk about this, this, and this, then we'll shut you down. What am I going to do? I mean, what would any normal person do? Now, Jeff rents, somebody like that in Oregon. I like his style. Not everything he says is right, but he has a platform where he links a whole bunch of articles, just like citizen free press, just like drudge report used to do before they very quickly turned. Uh, liberal i watched it happen and it was amazing it was right before the 2016 election and they were just bashing trump and it was like uh okay that's fine but what happened to your website and then you dig into it and it's not crystal clear it's obviously was sold but you know sold to some liberal group it's just crystal clear even to today um so i've i've skipped a few things uh please forgive me. This is all in the head. Um, but I wanted to go back to the media in terms of it watched it watched Bush Jr. get called so stupid, then Obama, um, you know, uh, hope and change. Uh, my understanding, full-blown CIA agent that his real name is Barry Sotero, S-O-E-T-O-R-O. That's when you dig into it, I mean, I have five books, they're all about him not being Barack Obama. So, you know, um, a CIA person comes into the White House and, you know, my very liberal friends have told me that he was real disappointing, um, that he did nothing. I was literally what they said. I didn't know that. I was like, I I thought he may have done some good stuff or whatever, but, Anyway, so then, after that, who was the president? Uh, before that, you had Clinton, and the the documentary that I saw was basically that he was very popular, and the Republicans you know squashed that popularity and you know destroyed him due to the Lewinsky thing, which certainly wouldn't be fair, but that's what these groups do they They don't care about the best the bestness, forgive me, of Americans um they care about their own power and their 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 group's power, which is obvious, because if Pelosi and Schumer and all them cared, they wouldn't do certain things. And if the Republicans cared, they wouldn't do certain things. If they cared about America and also the world, um, We'll certainly get into the undercover, you know, operations and everything that uh, America has done. Um, just uh, fiddling in world affairs is quite amazing. But so, who did you have after Obama? Forgive my uh, brain; I'm certainly alive. But they, they, um, you had Trump, and boy, did they attack Trump. So the point is that this divide. They really have wanted us divided and more divided in the last, it seems 20 years, but last eight years, last four years, last year than ever before. And we are beyond divided. Um, If you call it 50 50, whatever, 40 60, that 50 50 is the perfect divide. It's almost like 50% hate the other 50%. And you watch it on Twitter and everywhere. It's like if you're a Republican, (laughs) <laughs> Democrats hate you. I mean, and that is not necessarily your fault, not your fault at all. That is what the media has done. They want you to hate the other side. Now, is that for a civil war upcoming? Probably, possibly. Now, anybody can take any words that I have said, one word here, one sentence there, and make me a racist, a a. a Phobos, like just unbelievable with a few words, you know, the way that they bash Meghan Markle, the Daily Mail, a UK publication. Like, I don't know if I'm right. She seems like a nice person. They could have uh, just wanted to live alone, you know, Um, or maybe somebody like Prince Williams said, you know, you're not a real Windsor. Get the hell out of here. You know, brothers, Kings, Younger brothers have killed older kings, like, you know, rivalries with siblings and kings and queens. Anyway, we don't know what happened. The point is, is that you can take one or two lines from this podcast and make me into the biggest monster in the world. Now, how will I react to that? I don't think I'm going to be able to look at any of the comments that the world shares with me. Um, I'm gonna have to have somebody that does what Joe Rogan does, which is looks at all of the. I don't even know if I know he. Joe Rogan doesn't what he has said is he does not look at all the articles about him because certainly that would take up the whole day. But why fill his head, my head, with negatives um, from people that say you're a you're a dirty Democrat, you're an ugly Republican, you're a fat orange president, you're a You hate black people. It's like, huh? What? And so all I can do is just try to share what I know and, you know, or what I think I know, what I believe in, in one objective of this podcast, try to get to the truth of why we're here, what's going on. I wanted to call this podcast Occam's razor still might, but Occam's razor, which means the simplest Answer is very possibly or usually the solution, but unraveling the secrets is just perfect. And um, unfortunately, Dennis Crenshaw, who I never met or spoken to, spoke to, uh, died uh, supposedly from COVID or complications or whatever. Um, He and Rick Osmond had a podcast over a decade ago, and Rick has done hundreds of different podcasts over the years and. I just find him be incredibly smart. Now, because he lives in Indiana, does that make him a white racist, a redneck, stupid fool? No. Um, but it makes him a critical thinker for asking questions and want to share this, want to share what he's learned in his many years. Now, you know, is a person in their 60s smarter than a person in their 40s or 20s or not necessarily, but certainly has lived more time and, and seen more up and down cycles of, you know, seen this stuff before. And I think as I get older, the more I learn, the less I know. Um, but we really don't know what's going on. So in the news was yesterday, you know, the big giant shark that could eat a big whale and a few bites and, uh, you know, these big giants that supposedly had lived along with humans and a guy down in Texas, Hugh Miller says that dinosaur footprints, you know, have been found right next to human footprints. And the point is, is we don't know. Carbon dating is not reliable. Uh, It gives you an idea sometimes, but we'll go into it at another time. Um, I don't know if it was, oh, it was Brothers of the Serpent podcast. I believe episode number three or four, my memory's not that good. Episode three uh, talked about carbon 14 dating. It's fabulous. There are, it doesn't go over a hundred thousand years because there's no carbon or supposedly, but some physicists can create some other testing for, the point is, is that there is evidence of humans or human type people way, way back well over a hundred thousand years. Um, into the millions of years, now is that tens of hundreds. The point is that we've had so many catastrophes on this planet, cosmic catastrophes is what it seems. Now, who knows? Maybe this is all a, you know, maybe we're real recent and this was all a smoke show or a smoke screen to make us think a certain way. When we look out into outer space, like are we for sure looking at what we think we're looking at? I don't know. Venus is, per my understanding, makes a perfect pentagram over eight years, making five perfect pentagrams over 40 years, returning to the same spot in the sky. Now, I don't know. That's pretty interesting. One of the most interesting things I've ever heard is the moon for sure real. I have 20 books on the moon not being real, or at least warranting further questions and looking into as to, is it man-made? Is it hollow? Um, Chinese astronaut goes up into space. Here's a boom, boom, boom on his door. Like, Are there aliens up there? Why don't we see the backside of the moon? There's explanations for some of this stuff, but the bell, ding, that the, the moon rings like a bell, that the astronauts after a po- you know, never, never giving interviews. Um, we can talk for hours and hours about all this stuff, but I wonder how many guests have turned off the podcast already for a multitude of reasons. I don't have time. This guy's crazy. It's just not for me. All that stuff is cool with me. That's okay. It's it's I turn off stuff all the time. There's too much of it. But if you want to stick with me, if you think some of this stuff sounds interesting, then cool. Let's have some fun. Let's have thousands of guests on the show, start with one at a time. And now I see all these different podcasts out there, and they're so fascinating to me. Um, I really respect anybody doing this. You know, I've seen podcasters that have left people or just right people like, left, right, politics, that's not the goal. It's very little of this, like nothing of this podcast, very tiny, other than the forces that pull those strings and always have. Uh, The elections, I mean, it seems that the election was clearly stolen. Not quite sure the uh, hate and anger on uh, looking into that front by the left. Um, Maybe they just don't want to know. Maybe they figure that, George Bush stole the election you know, in 2000 from Al Gore, which is very possible or likely. It seems that since Washington or at least since Lincoln that both sides have stolen elections. It's my understanding that if you're dealing with the internet, that it's susceptible to being hacked, to being manipulated, uh, that China, India seem to have been the culprits possibly of this uh, election hack of 2020. Uh, forgive me if that's incorrect certainly china would want biden in the white house not trump uh russia you know who knows if they would have wanted trump or biden um probably would have wanted biden because then they could go into ukraine um, but china would have wanted trump uh biden my understanding is that trump i'm sorry that biden pelosi and her nephew, Gavin Newsom, are just owned by China. That's my understanding. Now, they could have internet search histories on these people or videos of them having sex with children or engaged in uh, child sacrifice, eating skin, adrenochrome. This stuff has been going on since the beginning of time by all different, like all uh, cultures and societies, from my understanding. Certainly not all, and maybe that's not correct, but um, it's just really scary stuff because I'm real codependent. As I told you, I want people to like me. I don't like talking about the vaccine with anybody vaccinated. It's very scary. Um I'm gonna take a whiz right now, and then that will relax me. I'm back. I've taken about three minutes to just take a few breaths, let my dog hang around, little Yorkie. Uh, well, it sounds like I'm venting, and I feel like I feel better. Maybe it's from the pee, but... Um, You know, not sure where actually sounds like I've done drugs. Um, maybe I just feel better from, you know, being able to share that type of stuff. Um, it's just the beginning of, you know, the topics. Um, I feel like I should start a new podcast that that was, uh, you know, event number one. But So we go off to ancient America and that's where my passion is and expanded to ancient history and, you know, um, but the ancient America simple version, if anybody's still listening is we are so lied to about what was going on here in ancient America. And this took me a decade to fully grasp. I mean, I grasped it quickly because I trusted the people that, you know, shared their stuff with me, but, um, very smart people living in the Americas very long ago. Um, and uh, I listened to these different podcasts. Megalithic Marvel. Fabulous. Love this guy. He's great. Um, you know, Brothers of the Serpent I've listened to. There's others. There's some wonderful uh, ladies that do some But they talk about, they don't talk about, you know, and then Brian Forrester and these fabulous people that have done, I mean, there's so many hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of thousands, a few thousand of just doing incredible work in the ancient America world and ancient history world. But the podcasts don't talk about ancient uh, seafaring. It's like, I'm the only person talking or knowing about this stuff. And it's the answer to like a heck of a lot of it as to why all over the world are these megalithic constructions, you know, very similar. You look at them, it's like similar stuff. I mean, the the list is endless on the examples. We'll go into all that, it'll be a lot of fun. But the answer is that they were traveling around on boats Boats, ships. And so the archaeologists today, and that was created by, forgive my precise lack of knowledge, but it was the first university in the Americas, whether that was Harvard or whatever that was, they created this archaeology discipline type thing that basically follows this ipsit Dipic model, which Henriette Mertz talked about in the Mystic Symbol book, which she published posthumously, she was tasked from a judge to basically prove that the Michigan tablets, the Michigan relics, the Sofer Savage tablets that were found over dozens of cities, a few states, copper slate. Uh, the Newberry tablets were a part of that. She was tasked with proving or just trying to answer the question why has academia said these things are fake this would have been in the late 1800s these were all being found so savage two guys um, they were called liars and frauds and all that stuff and that's not the only story um, where people have found these incredible caves Filled with stuff all over the Americas, all over the world, but we're talking about the Americas and something about that first college that created the archaeology discipline. Which is. An offshoot of anthropology it's it does not follow the scientific method, because you cannot duplicate an archaeological dig so very you know and intrusive burials the archaeologists all the time say that shouldn't have been there we're discarding that that is an outlier that should not be which is exactly what they've done with you know some of the you know covid uh, scientific tests is if you when you have these outliers and i've spoken to statisticians and scientists that when you have these outliers, you're basically allowed to or permitted to or just do. You get rid of the outliers. Um, so they created this dif- discipline um, to basically say ipsit dipic," which means I do as my superiors say. Now, this is permeated to all niches and sectors and and. Disciplines of academia, my goodness, academia. If you don't do what your superiors tell you to do, you usually don't get a job in the industry, ostracized in the community. It's how it works. It's what's going on since the beginning of this system is you do what your superiors tell you. And so Henriette Mertz proved in her book, published posthumously, that you cannot for sure say that the Michigan tablets are fake. She concluded that they're, you know, real type thing, Um, but that this force, this, you know, basically, I know people, PhDs, that wanted to pursue an archaeology type education, and were told that they could not do their dissertations on certain topics. it's just, they're not lying. Um, You know, the one example which I've mentioned is Wheeled Toys in America by Dr. Gunnar Thompson that you will not write that. Wheeled Toys in America that are Asiatic in origin found on the Western coast of South America are, you know, because that would prove that boats came across and that people were smarter than we give credit to. And we are awful. I'm not at believing that the ancients were dumb. A lot of people know, you know, that that's not true, but the majority are told or or made to believe that we are the smartest that civilization's ever been. What seems to be, in terms of these multiple catastrophes, comet impacts, solar flares, et cetera, et cetera, is um, pole shifts, Charles Hapgood, great writer on that subject, and a few others, um, that we've had multiple impacts, and that, you know, the thinking is is that there was a great civilization, um, then it gets wiped out, and then you try to... 80% of the population gets destroyed, and that 20% tries to recreate the technologies that were going on before. Then another impact happens. And then, uh, and so it's multiple times it's trying to perhaps figure out what that initial, you know, technologies and, and advanced civilization that they had back then. Maybe the initial civilization wasn't the smartest one. Maybe it was the third civilization, you know, that was wiped out. So the point is, we don't know. The point is, is that academia does not take the Younger Dryas impact theory seriously per um, the guy that's always out there um, on Joe Rogan talking about impacts, you know, the thinking being or the theory that with a tremendous amount of evidence that, that an impact, you know, about 10,000 years ago, 11,000 years ago, caused all of the ice and glaciers to very quickly melt so quickly that it just, you know, is just unbelievable. And the reason that academia does not even entertain their papers or their 40, 40 years, Carlson is his name, is that it disproves the global warming thinking because the global warming thinking 10,000 you know, at the end of that last ice age is that it very gradually, slowly, the ice was melting at a a constant rate or semi-constant. It seems, at least what I hear, is that it was very fast, this acceleration of, you know, ice to water. And so that led to ice levels, to water levels being higher than they were then. Now that buried a tremendous amount of sites, supposedly the Azores, you know, this underground, this underwater civilization was not underwater that then, you know, off Portugal, Spain, Portuguese islands, that that could have been Atlantis there. Atlantis could have been this worldwide thing. Lemuria certainly could have been, uh, you know, the Pacific Ocean. Um, I see evidence all over the place of megalith construction on the west coast of the united states i going to montana i cannot help but think that a lot of those stones are moved by man julie ryder on facebook you know did wonderful work has done is doing wonderful work on citing documenting listing them um I love the people that find the sites and start the work and then other people follow and try to, you know, take their credit or dismiss. Oh, she thinks it's aliens. What a fool. We don't know is the point. They could be giants. The giants thinking seems to be what was going on that. These giants were big in between eight feet up to who knows 50 feet. We don't know. The thinking is that these These big megalithic sites could have been erected in a night possibly, Um, maybe over a few days, maybe over months, maybe over years, maybe over centuries. And then the civilization gets wiped out. The giants, um, Cyclops is just one. It's just one type of giant. It's not every giant. The Nephilim, Anunnaki, um, different types of giants. The Sasquatch being Gigantopithecus which the United States government tried to destroy and literally killed per the stories I hear as many of the Gigantopithecuses as they could in part because they were killing humans. Uh, Lovelock Cave is an example there, Arizona, Nevada type thing. Um, You know, you have red-haired giants, you have blonde giants. Just learned the other day about uh, the Gauls. Being from uh, you know the Celts, kind of ruling class giants, um, yeah. Of course, you have eight feet people now. I Just saw the tallest guy ever, eleven, eight foot eleven. So yeah, you've got you know anomalies and but we're talking multiple different races of giants that could have been doing whatever. And so you look at these megalithic sites, and when you have these megalithic glasses on, things look differently all along from Malibu, California, to Santa Barbara, to California, to um, all over the West Coast, you have these giant stones. And they appear to have been moved by man or woman. Um, Women. Um, Maybe they were bored. Maybe they had a technology that they could just press a button and the things move. But when you look at them, 80% or 90% or whatever, they don't see anything. They just think natural. They think natural erosion, you know, basically created all these dolmens on the east Northeast coast of America, that they're all created from the glaciers melting very slowly, which doesn't seem to have happened, And that very slowly these dolmens were created, it's just absurd, these one, two, three stone bases with a flat top, it's not a natural creation. All over the Angeles National Forest, I mean, it's everywhere. It's, these rocks do not seem to have been placed. They were not placed naturally. They were moved around by man. And so when you start to look at them, you see faces. Now, are those faces just a result of you know, our brains that we do that? Um, very possible. I happen to see faces all the time. It's probably what I would have carved if I was around a million years ago. I probably would have carved faces into rocks. Um, so I see faces all over the place. Um caves which possibly lead underground, Mount Shasta being very interesting. I've got about 30 books on Mount Shasta, UFOs, disappearances, um, you know, sightings, uh, people that have gone into supposed caves or you know, and then, you know, die before they're about to tell their story. Like, all of these, uh, these stories of the caves, it's very simple to hide a cave entrance. Um, you know, obviously fires expose ancient sites. Um, they also expose possible entrances to and from caves, but the caves are, that could be, you know, the caves are all over the Midwest. My friends in the Midwest, it's the Splunkers, it's, indiana illinois missouri it's cave country baby they're all over the place i assume it's all over the united states and the world these caves just different stones and hardness and thickness but you're finding them all over the place now in india and turkey and um just all over china and uh caves people lived in those caves now Did they live there during an impact or a solar flare and they were able to survive for, you know, or was it more of just a daily living place? not sure why you'd wanna live in there unless it was blasting heat or whatever, but, you know, or the cold obviously, but it seems like the weather was different, obviously. Seems like a pole shift, multiple of them had occurred, have occurred. That the Nile River Valley, the Garden of Eden, you know, that area, it seems that that was more green with more trees and not quite sure why they buried Gobleke Tepe, uh, 12,000 BC type site. Um, You know, the ancient history dates have just been pushed back and back and back. I have all these books that talk about Samaria and Babylon, you know, being the, the cradle of civilization, you know, these books written in the 50s and 60s and yada yada and every, it just keeps pushing back the timeline and all right, 10,000 BC, well, wait, that's when the impact happened that ended the last ice age, the Younger Dryas impacts theory. Um, So how far back before that, the Indians I speak to talk about multiple calendraic cycles you know, 26,000 year cycles, certainly at least two of them. uh, That's just in the memory of the Indians still living, which is an incredible thing considering, you know, most of that is passed down through legend and talking. Uh, The Indians do say that they had writing. They certainly laugh at the anthropologists, the archeologists that say that they know better than they do, obviously that's laughable. But this archeology span discipline, which basically says we're going to tell you what was going on and you're not going to question what we say because we have books that we've written about ancient history, which is being taught to you know thousands of classrooms filled with millions of children all around the world. The stuff that we're dealing with on this podcast is history changing, earth shattering. It changes every history book that is being taught to any kid in school. Now that's quite a statement. I'm sure more people just turn this off. This kid is crazy. I'm not a kid, even though I feel like I'm a kid, but I am a question, I ask questions. I like hearing what people have to say. A lot of them think they're right some are wrong. You're never going to know for sure unless you dig into the stuff and form your own conclusion. So they tell you how, what happened in history and you as the public digest it and you just nod your head and say, yes, sir. And then this just constant, constant new teachers that come in, you know, follow what their superiors say. And you know Zahi Hawass uh, in Egypt, who is not a good person, is what I've been told from people that have that know him. Um, you know, there's all these sites in Egypt that have all these mysteries underneath the ground, but Egypt prevents anybody from going under there and looking. And <laughs> free, it's unbelievable. And so now who would be controlling that? That's another matter. Um, I'm kind of nearing an end on this podcast for today. Um, When the coffee runs out, the coffee runs out, but I'm just, you know, it's like a psychology. It's like a, it's like I'm talking to a psychologist and after whatever it's been an hour and 15 or whatever, um, I've kind of gotten out what I wanted to for the day. So Um, I hope hope there were some interesting things here. Uh, I could talk for another hundred uh, just by myself. I do much better with Rick next to me uh, or uh, the other people around me that I trust, that I value their opinions, other hosts. This show is gonna be primarily with other hosts, other guests. I don't want to do any talking. I just want other people to talk and share their knowledge. But I have so much more to say. This is uh, you know, a very nice start, five, 10%. Um, but uh, I got a lot more to say. And uh, thank you for listening. And no problem if you turned it off and maybe you came back to it and listened to it later. And if not, no worries. But I think it, we so care about why we're here and the normalcy bias which just says this is normal and yeah you know when you have kids and you're feeding them and they gotta wait go to bed and there's no time to be thinking about mysteries and you just accept this reality as normal well it ain't normal (laughs) this thing's pretty pretty weird um and we're not supposed to really know what's going on and we'll dig into that why that is but maybe we could get closer than anybody has before in trying to figure out what's going on, because it's very clear that we're being lied to about almost everything to everything by this group of whether it's ten families or three hundred families or you know that are real that stay behind the radar that are way above all of the politicians and. Um, If I was one of those families, maybe I would do similar things, you know, Um, but I'm not. And I'm just trying to get to what's going on here. So I promise we will get closer to answers. I promise I will not let you guys down. Guys and girls, I will not let you down in trying to figure this all out. So try me again. Thank you so much. And uh, this has been very therapeutic sharing this. Okay, bye.